And I was like, fast, probably dad. I said, if it's you, dad, do it again. The one behind did it straight, straight after. And then, mate, every time over the lot, like New Year's Eve, I was in tears because obviously striking midnight, realized my dad's not here anymore. I was in tears. Stacy was cuddling me like I was absolutely in tears, mate. The candle lit on its own. Whenever I talk or think about my dad, that candle lights up. Hello there, and thank you for tuning in to episode 42 of Your Ghost Stories. I'm very grateful to be joined by the wonderful Phil Marsh today. He's a fellow musician and incredibly talented vocalist. Phil reached out to me on social media to let me know that he has a few stories he's willing to share with us. So I jumped to the chance to get him on. So on that note, I'd like to give you a very warm welcome, my friend. Yes, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, total pleasure, man. So how's your week going? Uh, managed to squeeze in a few pancakes before this call? or No, that's the thing, right? I've never liked pancakes, mate. Me oh, and my daughter, like we did it last year, the whole flipping thing. But I said to, I said to my daughter Peaches, I was like, do you want to do some pancakes? And she was like, Dad, I'm not really feeling it today. I was like, yeah. What so, kid doesn't want pancakes? Mate, like she's like, nah, I'm not really vibing it, Dad. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, what do you want? So we just, uh, we had something else. But yeah, mate, I've never been into pancakes. Maybe, maybe that's why the fates always dish me loads of bad luck in relation to paranormal stuff because I don't like pancakes. That's what it is. I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I had made some as well, but um, they were totally battered. No pun intended. And they all came out all. <laughs> all crumpled and crumpled and burnt so uh that didn't go down too well best for me part is the, flip. the best part is the flip once you flipped them i don't care anymore like, oh, i've done that now i don't really want to yeah. eat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thanks so much for coming on the show dude i'm so keen to hear all about your encounters but before we dive into a few of your stories please feel free to tell everyone a little bit about yourself okay so um as you know jamie's a friend so he refers to me as phil but uh my artist name's pip marsh um i am about to launch some very exciting music uh so if you like if basically if you're an elder emo and you're branching out and you like a bit of country you're gonna be into what i'm doing think jelly roll hardy meets dashboard confessional taking back sunday so but an english version i don't do the fake american accent right hats off to people that do that but that is not my vibe so i'm Flying the flag for the UK. The Brits are coming. The Brits are coming to Nashville. Let's go. So yeah, so I'm a singer. Um, I'm a father, and I love paranormal stuff. It freaks me out on whole other levels, but it's kind of like that naughty thing, you know, is bad for you, but you keep going for it because you want to keep testing how far you can push it. So yeah, so to be on this, it's a pleasure. So uh, I've got some I've got some music coming out in the next few months. Uh, my social media is just at the at Pit Marsh or the Pit Marsh is at the Pit Marsh. So yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> nice. Well, 
I've known you, well, we've never actually met, but I've known you over the internet for what, probably four years long, now, man. A long time, man. That's what I mean. And I, this is the thing, right? I think with social media now, like I know that when we eventually do hang IRL, it'd be like we'd known each other in real life for years because that's just the vibe and you just connect with some people. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, man, I, I'm excited to, uh, to eventually do that, dude. That's going to be great. Yeah, me too, dude. So what initially sparked your interest in the paranormal and how has it evolved over time? So by the sounds of it, you'd call yourself a firm believer. Definitely, man. I mean, for me, it all started when I was a kid. So I grew up in a little town called Newport in Shropshire, um, in the little village in Newport called Church Aston. Now, it's in the Shire, so it's, it's old. Shropshire's a very old place. There's a lot of history with Shropshire. And um, we have a very famous ghost. I say very famous ghost, but if you're into paranormal and ghosts and urban legends around England and stuff and Shropshire, you would have heard of it. Like we have things like Ipokin's Rock, um, but we also have something called uh, Tale of Madam Piggott. Now, Madam Piggott, basically the story of Madam Piggott is she was a wife to... Um, Sir Mr. Piggott, who lived in Chetwin, which is basically a part of Newport, at the top end of the town. And it's kind of as you start to go out towards the, the main road that used to be the only road into Chester. Now, Mr. Piggott, or Master Piggott, as he was known, <clears throat> was a, a businessman, was away a lot, and he had this wife. Now, the story goes that she was in childbirth. And she, the doctor could only save the child or the, or Madam Piggott. And I think that Mr. Master Piggott said something like, what was it? Chop the root to save the branch or something like that, right? Anyway, he decided the kid should be, uh, live basically. So she died. So what happened was <clears throat> not long after, um, there was a story from the nanny that the nanny was found with the baby dead in her arms and the story goes that the, the nanny said she saw uh madam piggott in like a apparition and strangled the baby now obviously none of this was believed and the the nanny was hung for murder but <clears throat> what was said to believe good like folklore that it was actually madam piggott <clears throat> she'd come back but she couldn't be without her child so she took the child into spirit. So obviously that was, it was all that kind of happened. It was all about the nanny. But as years and years went on, people started to experience things on that stretch of road by Cheney Hill, which is a part of the Deer Park in Chetwin. And over the years, there were things like people be driving their cars down this bit of road and they'd run out of diesel or petrol or the electrics would go, even if they had a full tank or a full charge. It still happens today. And my dad, back in the day, was a bit of a, a bit of a, he was a bit of a cowboy. He was a bit of a joker. Like he was, um, he used to like fuck about with ghost hunters and stuff down there. Like, so him and his mates would hide in the woods while the ghost hunters was out and then they'd all run out banging sticks and shit everyone up. Anyway, my dad left my dad left home at 15. And um 
he was quite obviously poor, no parents. So my dad had ways of making money and he used to hunt. So in Chetwin, there's a deer park, right? And you drive past now, you can still see deers, but there was, it was very famous for the stag, had a stag, a very big stag. Now my dad killed that stag. Um, they're protected, but my dad, this is, we're talking like back in like the 60s, 70s, my dad killed that stag. And he told me the story. He shot it with his shotgun and he jumped that high in the air. He had to use a hammer to bring it down. And then my, what my dad did, he sold the meat to a local dentist. And it was all in the papers, like who killed the stag. Hence why I've got this stag tattoo. It's one of the notes, right? So <clears throat> that happened. And I don't know if my dad had done something that day. So my dad was, like I say, he was very adventurous and like he'd be the, my dad was the kind of guy that would go to the pub right and he'd get so shit-faced he'd take a horse so he could ride the horse back and not get done for drink driving like this is the kind of guy he was so one night he'd slept in the churchyard in chetwin which is at the end of the the top end of the town and he was like i need to walk back into town so he was walking back in so you go through chetwin to get to newport and it's literally really thin road there's a big wall on the side and the deer park is here, right? My dad said he was walking down and he saw a stag. He was like, that's weird. And there was another stag in there, carried on walking forward. That then turned into a horse. Now, my dad um, always went on about this horse because Madam Piggott's family were famous to having a nice, this big, shire horse. Dad got closer. It turned into a woman pushing a pram. As he got closer, it was two little kids, all dressed in white, laughing at him. Just sat on the corner. They were pale, all dressed in white. I get shivers thinking about it. Like, and my dad just, just bolted. Didn't know what it was. It appears it was something to do with Madame Piggott. And then the funny thing is, my my uncle, my dad's brother, they never spoke. They hated each other. They never spoke. But my uncle experienced the exact same thing, uh, literally a year apart. And the only reason we know he saw the same thing as my dad is because a mutual friend had said. So from that day, that was quite a famous thing in our house. Like my dad's like, oh, you know, I've seen her. I've seen Madame Piggott. So I always used to kind of push myself to go up there with friends and try and find stuff. But I will still not drive down that part of road at nighttime. I'll always go the long way around. I won't do it because I think my dad killing that stag has upset something. I mean, the, how bad this Madam Piggott spirit is, if you look at it on the internet of it, she was exercised and buried under a tree root in a bottle. Like that's, and like I say, Shropshire's really famed. We had the Knights of Templar. We had all that kind of stuff. So it's really rich in kind of urban legend and folklore. So, yeah, that that was what kind of originally got me on to the paranormal. That was my kind of entry level test kind of thing. Wow, man. I think you've gone a little bit further than entry level there. I mean, most people are just like, oh, I saw a little like ghost sitting on the end of my bed. But no, that's <laughs> that's crazy stuff, man. Um, So, yeah, that's one way to kick off the show. You're well clued up on the history of your area, which is awesome. I absolutely love that. And 
I've got to be honest with you, dude. I haven't actually heard those stories before. Maybe I have, and I just don't remember the name or location. But anyway, thanks for sharing those. Um, I'll have to dig into those. Yeah. Deeper. Your dad sounds like he'll have a million and one crazy stories to tell, dude. Um, <laughs> in your opinion, what do you think happened? Why do you think your dad and uncle experienced the exact same thing? Obviously, your uncle didn't kill a stag as well. Um, do you think exactly. that there is some kind of super, supernatural connection there? or? Well, my family, I don't know if it's anything to do with my family, because my family, I mean, I've done the whole ancestry thing best I can. And we've always been Salopians, as in Shropshire people. And my my relations were like some of the biggest farmers back in the day. So we had like, they were that rich that we had servants and all that kind of stuff. Like, fuck knows what happens, mate. Happened, mate. Like, cause <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know if there's maybe some kind of rich history between family or what. I don't know. But I just find it odd that both my dad and my uncle who hate each other have both experienced things and i i'm very big on energy man like energy is a big thing for me like whether i'm meeting someone or you know walking out somewhere and i see and i'm in an environment like i'll i'll pick up on the energy so even for me walking down there like when we used to, like every year they have a thing called newport show and it, it's part of the show goes on to the deer near the deer park. I always feel really, really weird, really weird walking on there. And I can't, I don't know why. And I don't, I don't know if it's just a subconscious thing because I know about this thing with my dad, but I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it, it, it's always been something that's kind of grasped, grasped me. Yeah. And I think. I think there's something more over the years. I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, it's weird, man. It's weird. What do you think your reaction would be if you were walking down there one day and you saw what your dad described? I don't know, man. Like, I experienced, like, let me know when you want me to go on to this bit, but I experienced some paranormal stuff a few years ago, and I think I'd be reactive. I feel like I've evolved we've experienced paranormal i think it's like anything it's like when you're like i don't know say you were living in the fucking rainforest right and you were a fucking scientist right and you saw a spider and you didn't like spiders and it was massive you you shit yourself right but then so the next day you're back in the same area and you see a spider you'd still be freaked out but i think every day it gets easy and you understand it you know so like oh yeah i kind of get that now kind of i'm okay with that because i'm kind of lubricating up to the idea do you know what i mean yeah That's totally what I mean. see what you mean man i mean i'm 40 odd episodes deep into this podcast and i already feel like that this i'm not as scared as i once was you know yeah. i've had plenty of things happen in my life but yeah when people tell me these stories now i'm like oh cool it's it's, an, it's just another story you know but <laughs> yeah, yeah man yeah. if something happened in real life I I think I'd react in a very different way if I saw something at the end of my <laughs> fucking bed. Yeah. <laughs> Keep sleeping the night light on, like, yeah, for real, man, for real. Your ghost story. Your ghost story. On this show, we're all about, you know, letting guests talk about their paranormal stories. 
in their very own words. So please do take us back. What was your very first encounter that happened? I had a few things, small things. Obviously, I live in Chester now. Chester is one of the most, I think it's the most haunted city in England. Um, obviously, we were a Roman city. We were built by the Romans. Um, there's a lot of ghost stories in Chester. A hell of a lot. We've got we've got an old cathedral with a coffin in the wall. Like, there's loads of stuff, right? And I always remember that when I was at university, we, me and my mates, went out kind of like on an unofficial ghost hunt, right? And we went underneath the old bridge by Bluecoats. And basically, Bluecoats used to be a hospital. But the bridge attached to it, as far as we're aware, was, used to be the hanging bridge where they used to hang a lot of people. And I remember we were stood under that bridge. And all of a sudden, I felt so sick beyond belief. And my head was pounding. And we carried on kind of walking back, like walking through Chester. My mate was like, I feel really fucking ill. I was like, mate, funny you say that, and me. So we kind of feel that maybe there was some bad energy. So that was kind of like another thing that made me think, fucking hell, like this is weird, like things like this. But as I carried on to live in Chester, I didn't experience much more after that. So I kind of figured, you know, I think I did the typical, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just kind of overthinking it. Maybe it's nothing. Fast forward to a few years on, me and an ex-girlfriend uh, years and years and years ago did a ghost night at a place called Newsham Hall. And it is a an abandoned uh, asyl- um, uh, mental asylum. Um, it started off as an orphanage. It was built in the 1800s. And it was used, a lot of the orphans for the children of the people that were working on the Titanic. Started off as an orphanage, then it turned into a hospital, and then it was a mental hospital. And it closed down in the 90s. So it was just an abandoned place. Anyway, ended up doing this kind of like um, haunted night there. So you go, you arrive at 8 o'clock, you have psychic mediums you're split into groups of three or four and you stay till like five in the morning so i don't know if i was trying to be big tough man but i was like no no not believing it this time not believing this time a few things happened like you know some lights kind of flickered and some toys went off you know like the toys they have and the stuff like that yeah cat balls and stuff and i was like nah not having it this time i'm gonna be better than this anyway the thing that really, the night just went from fucking, like, I don't know, unpredictable to, fuck, this is real. So I was um, I was in my group, and there was this thing called the naughty cupboards, and we used to put the little naughty boys in there. They're like, oh, do you want to go into one of these? Said, yeah, I'll go in there. I'll go in there. It's fine. You know, I think. You kind of hope yeah, something happens, but at the same that. time, I was like, nah, nothing's going to happen. I went, exactly, dude. I, I, to this day, I look back like, you idiot. Went in, and they gave us one of the electromagnetic reading devices, you know, the ones that are red for no green, so yes. I didn't hold it. The, the person I was with hold it, held it. And we're stood in this cupboard. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, is anyone there? Anyone want to come forward? 
It was only us. There was no one else there. Nothing happened. I thought, oh, this shit. So I'm stood here. There's a person I'm with stood like, I don't know, like half a meter away from me. Showed me the device and it just goes from red to green. It's going crazy. And now, this hospital has got no electricity. It's abandoned. They have to get council permission for this one night. They do quite a few now, but this was when it first started. And then, I kid you not, mate, I felt like I'd held onto an electric fence. I had the biggest electric shock through my body. And I was like, whoa, loose wiring, what the fuck? I come flying out the door. And this psychic medium lady's like, grabs me and she goes, you okay? I'm like, now nah, some loose wiring in there. She was like, there's no electricity through the building. She shines a torch in there and there's no wires. And she goes, you know what's happened to you? I was like, what? She goes, little boys just walk through you. And I was like, oh. She was like, yeah. She goes, that's a really normal thing. So that freaked me out. I was like, okay, that was weird. Okay, maybe, maybe that's something. Okay. Anyway, so we move on to the next bit. And the next bit, we were down in the cremation room where they used to burn the bodies. And apparently somebody was murdered down there, like in the early 1900s or something. And we're sat with this kind of, this other psychic medium, and he's goading this spirit. He's like proper shouting at it. And I'm thinking, this guy's fucking losing the plot. And I kid you not, we heard a voice just come through the air. Now, I can't tell you what that voice said because it was so like, you don't, you're not switched on to, the, to what you're not expecting. Do you know what I mean? But I, we all heard this voice and it wasn't from a speaker. As you know, as a musician, we know where a speaker is. We know if something's in an audio format or a recording or something like that. Dude, this was the weirdest sound I'd ever heard. It was like it carried on the wind and there was no wind. And it was almost like a, I'm here or something like that. And everyone went, whoa, what the fuck was that? And it was like, okay, this place is active. Like, this place is really fucking active. So, like, I'm down, I'm down for this now. So, we carry on, uh, do a Ouija board in this other group. And before we do the Ouija board, we're rolling balls down the corridor. I have a go. This ball comes back to me. There's nobody there. So I roll it again. Comes back again. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But at the same time, I'm shitting myself. So anyway, that was amazing. We sit down to the Ouija board. And I'm like, I'm not touching it. I'll just watch. Because I know that shit you don't fuck with. So they open it up. And next thing I know, start spelling now. Start spelling out my name, and the lady doing it says, "Phil, you've got a an admirer here." I'm not. I'm not even on the things. No, you've got a no, there's, a, there's a nurse taking a bit of a liking to you. I was like, "Fuck off! Don't wind me up." And she's like, "No, you're fine. You're fine." But yeah, and they tried to ask me other questions, but then it kept point coming towards me. It wasn't spelling anything, but it was just coming towards me. And she's like, "Yeah, you like Phil, don't you?" Yes. I was like, no. I don't blame this her. This isn't cool, bad. man. Like, what is now? Oh, bro. I was just like, what is going on? And the thing that made it more real is because it wasn't like the same person. There were different groups being led at different times. So it wasn't like a case of it's a one person going, I'm going to pick on him all night. 
it was different groups who had no. It was like, oh, your turn with this one now, your turn with that group now. So that started happening. So throughout the rest of the night, a few more things like that. I didn't really like going anywhere on my own. Anyway, the night ended. It was getting light outside. It was like 5, 5 a.m., whatever, having a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. Everyone's having a laugh, saying goodbye. I'm like, oh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for coming. You know, it was a successful night, whatever. So I start to leave. Everyone's leaving. As I leave, get a hand on the shoulder. Uh, Phil, do you mind just holding back for a minute? I was like, oh, knackered. I was like, yeah, 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 what's, what's up? And he's like, um, he's like, oh, someone's taken like a liking to you here and we're worried that you might take her home. He's like, so they had to do a prayer for me, man. They had to do a prayer over me and protect me, Archangel Raphael or whatever. And then they had to take my address and send me sage and then send me their spirit guides. I didn't feel alone for about three months like so i i i that was another that was another experience for me where it was weird so basically i pulled a ghost mate basically i pulled a ghost you know so that was um it was an experience and it, it if you look at newsham hall park hospital on google there's a picture not my group but a group i've had a picture at the end and there's a ghostly girl stood, and I'm like, fucking hell, I'm glad Holy fuck, you went man. for real. I mean, chatting to a few people on here that are, you know, way deeper into the paranormal stuff than I am. Um, they've said the importance of these protection spells and stuff, because yeah, life can seriously get messed up if you if you mess up, uh, you know, if you're messing with the wrong spirits and stuff. But yeah, damn, dude. I mean. I've done a few of those investigation nights myself and I've always been pretty underwhelmed. So you're very lucky to experience this absolutely mental oh. shit that you've had. Um, yeah, I, I said a few minutes ago that I've become a little desensitized to hearing these stories lately, but hearing yours today, man, I'm absolutely blown away. Like you mentioned previously, you're very sensitive to energies and stuff and that is very evident. Have you ever thought about exploring that side deeper or is ignorance bliss? I think more lately I have because I had something really positive. Now, like just jumping onto this, like I'm just looking at the time, but um, my when my nan passed away, I one day was sat in the kitchen and I got a scent of her perfume out of nowhere, and I went all cold, and I was like, "There's definitely something. I've definitely got an energy. I've definitely got something." And I've got a friend called Mel who is a medium and she's confirmed that I've kind of got this thing. But I think if you're creative, you pretty much have it. Like you'll have it, but maybe you're just not tapped into it yet. Do you know what I mean? Like I think I could tap into it more, but I'm kind of scared to. But I think I've been enjoying it lately because, as you know, I've mentioned my dad passed away in December and he is here. He is here. And the reason I know, we've got these candles, right? Let's see if I can take you to, right? We've got these candles, right? And they're floating candles. We had them for Christmas, right? They're still up. So when my dad died, I was really upset. And I was like, just give me a sign, Dad. Now, these candles can only be turned on with the remote control. You have to be dead close. And the two in the middle haven't got batteries in now because they broke. So we just took the batteries out. We took the batteries out of all of them. 
and that the broken one in the middle lit up on its own. And I was like, first probably dad. I said, if it's you, dad, do it again. The one behind did it straight straight after. And then, mate, every time over the lot, like New Year's Eve, I was in tears because obviously striking midnight, realised my dad's not here anymore. I was in tears. Stacy was cuddling me like I was absolutely tears, mate. The candle lit on its own. Whenever I talk or think about my dad, that candle lights up every time. So I, there's definitely something. There's definitely something. And I think experiencing that has made me want to maybe look into it a bit more. Maybe try and connect with my dad somehow. But dude, whenever I talk about my dad, pretty much, surprise hasn't gone off now. It lights up, mate. And, and that's proof that there is stuff out there. To the point, it was happening so much the one night. Stacey went, Peter, can you stop now? I'm getting scared. Because it was freaky, man. Like, but, dude, there is life after death. There's a spirit world. We are not just a brain. There's so much more, mate. Definitely want us to look into it more. 100%. Dude, I got goosebumps all over my body. You telling that story about your dad. Oh, dude, it's amazing. I know he's here. And I, and I know, like, I have his hat by my front door. And I think that has energy on it as well. Because he always wore this cowboy hat all the time. Got it there. I've got his walking stick. But, like, whenever it lights up, my whole body just goes numb and tingly. And I think that's the difference when you're doing these kind of ghost hunts and you go cold. It's a different kind of energy to a family member. A family member is quite pins and needly, numb, but kind of protected. When we do these things and we go out ghost hunting, we just go cold. I think it just shows um, a non-connected kind of spirit. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, dudes. For me, this, this the candles, that's why they're still up. It's like my way of talking to dad. And it goes on and it happens all the time. I was on the phone, just, I was away recording and I rang Stacey and we were talking about my dad. And she was like, well, drive home safe. I was like, yeah, 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 I will. And she went, oh, and then the candle came on. It was like, like talking about my dad again. Like, yeah, dude, it's fucking wild. It's wild. <laughs> I kind of gabbed on there. Sorry about that, mate. But yeah, I'm quite passionate about that bit. So that was that's amazing, man. And I'm so I'm so happy for you that you know it, it still feels like your dad is around, even though he you know he passed recently. Um, that must be such an amazing feeling. Oh, dude, uh, my body is still the hairs <laughs> all standing up. I haven't <laughs> I haven't ever felt like that since doing this <laughs> podcast. You know, I, I get the tingles and stuff. But it normally goes after a few seconds and still do. You won't be able to see it, but every hair <laughs> in my body is standing up right now. That, it, mate, it's, that's, it's, it's nice. It's that's, nice. A, that's a very personal thing, man. So thank you for sharing that. Your ghost story. Your ghost story. By the sounds of it, you've got so many more stories to tell us. I'd love to get you back on for a round two in the very near Dude. future if you're up for that. 100%, man. 100%. So to finish it off today, uh, I got a question for you. So, if you were to become a ghost yourself, on that note, what would be the first thing that you did? First, oh, become a ghost. Do you know what, man? I think I could give two answers here. I could be like really immature and be like, I'd be like a giant. I don't know, going and like 
doing mischievous things or traveling all over the world for free. But I don't think I'd leave my daughter's side. <clears throat> and I think you could probably be the same. I think I think if you'd asked me that seven years ago, I'd be like, oh, mate, I'd be in people's showers having a laugh. Do you know what I mean? But uh, I don't think I'd leave my daughter's side, mate. It's the truthful thing. Yeah. Mate, this has been such a... You're such a humble guy, and this has been such a, a lovely experience chatting to you properly, dude. Um, I, I appreciate it massively. Thank you so much for your time, man. And 100%, I'm going to get you on in the next month or two, and uh, we'll go for round two. Jamie, bro, I am down. But thank you so much for having me, mate. And like, it's just cool to come on and just talk about this cool stuff. And, you know, there's people listening, and hopefully we can connect with some of those people and if they experience anything similar or whatever. But, um, yeah, blessed to be on with you, mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Just remind people, if they want to come find you, listen to your music, where can they find you? Uh, at The Pip Marsh. Check us out. It's all covers at the moment, but um, yeah, the, uh, the new stuff is coming soon. And let me assure you, you will not regret it. He has an amazing voice. Bless you, brother. Likewise, man. Likewise, brother. All right, man. Well, I'll catch you very soon, dude. Lots of love, man. Thanks again. Big love, dude. See ya. Yeah, bye-bye-bye.